0: name with his people where two or three are gathered together in his name he said he's in their midst more than two or three of us praise god we got many by facebook live that's joining us tonight so we're all agreeing together praise the lord god is good and god's on our side and for us and not against us praise god we had a great singing the other night i thought it was good amen and uh just tremendous and uh and even though I didn't let Paula sing two songs, you know, but, uh, you know, she'll, she'll make it up one day. <laughs> but she knows me. I get my mind going this way and that way, you know, and, and <laughs> but, but next time she sings, we'll let her do two. <laughs> Amen. But anyway, God's good. You know, we started ministering Sunday morning on the kingdom of God. And, uh, you know, I think it's important to understand this world's not our home. <laughs> I think sometimes people get attached to this earth. This earth is going to, listen, it's going to be renovated one day, purged by fire. That, I mean, that's the word. That, that, that's, that's going to be the end. Of, but that's not the end. God said, I'm going to make a new heaven and new earth. And we're talking about the heavens and the earth being dissolved. Uh, I tell you what, and as we begin to look at space technology and all of the weapons and weaponry that's out there now, we can understand and see how that could take place. Very, very easily so. But you know, well, I'm not, I'm not gonna sit around and worry about how it's gonna happen or what's gonna happen. God said it, and I believe it, and that settles it. He said he's gonna bring up, make a new heaven and a new earth, and I believe that. When heaven and earth, now heaven itself, the devil couldn't touch it anyway. Amen. But the heavens, the heavens, the, uh, external, uh, heavens out here with all the different planets and all of the things that's out there. I'll tell you what, there's a lot of planets out there we haven't even seen. And, uh, but, but God, it's a vast, it's a vast space. But God said, I'm going to make a new heaven and new earth. And so thank God we're going to be part of that crowd that's going to experience some of these things. Amen. But the kingdom of God, is important to us. Now, there's a difference between the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven is a physical place. I, I believe that there's a literal heaven. I believe there's a real place called heaven. I believe that there's loved ones that's in heaven. <laughs> uh, they are spirits. I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're the, the presence of God. You know, it's not so much what you're going to have in that kingdom of heaven, I'm not interested in my name brand furniture that so many people get interested in down here. I, I don't even see where we're going to be sleeping, you know. <laughs> we're going to be eternal beings praising the Lord. You know, I, I don't see the angels fluttering, you know, folding their wings and sleeping up there. They're they're continually praising God. Continually praising God. And we're we're going to be praising the Lord too. Amen. So... Heaven itself is a real place. I believe that it's a real place. I, I believe that this earth is a real place. It's where we are right now. But the Bible said there's going to be a new heaven, and new earth. And I, I believe that. But the kingdom of God is different from the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of God is a spiritual sphere that we're in. It's a place where God rules and reigns in our life. When you walk out that door, the kingdom of God is around you and with you. You're in the kingdom of God. Wherever you go, the kingdom of God is. And in God's kingdom, he's got some special angel agents for you too. Praise God. And they will direct your paths. They'll protect you. They'll do all of these things that we've seen in the Word. And we've even heard modern-day testimonies of, of God's miracle power and angelic beings and power. So the kingdom of heaven is real. The kingdom of God is real. But the kingdom of God is not a material place. The kingdom of God is a spiritual realm that God wants us to enter into. And I want to read something in Colossians 1, verses 9 through 13, as we open this up. Paul's writing to the church at Colossia. He said, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to His glorious power, for all patience and long suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father, who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So Paul is in reference here, not to heaven itself, but into the kingdom of God, that spiritual realm that we have to get into in order to have the real peace of God and the joy of the Holy Ghost. What did the Bible say? Paul said in another place, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So when we start trying to build our heavenly kingdoms, and, and, and listen, there's a lot of great men of God that started off on the right, right track, but then they started building a earthly kingdom. There was one minister that, uh, uh, that, uh, he, he, he literally, I, I don't know, he, re- he really got off though. He built a big throne on the stage, a big throne like a king's. He wrapped himself in a big robe and a crown on his head. And he was a great preacher. God used him in a great way before all of this began to take place. But you see, he got off into era looking at a natural kingdom rather than the spiritual kingdom. I'll tell you something. It, it behooves us. Listen, God holds us responsible as ministers of the gospel. If you're a preacher of the gospel, a teacher of the word, God holds us responsible to preach the word of God. Not a man-made doctrine, not something that we feel, uh, that, that we feel like. Uh, I, I always got tired of one preacher. He said, now this is what I think. I don't care what you think. Let's hear what thus says the Lord. Amen? Now, I I do know what he was meaning, and I don't believe he meant it demeaningly, you know, in in that sense. But sometimes people get caught up in that. But, but you know, we, we need to understand this is a revelation of Jesus Christ. It's a revelation of God Himself. It's a revelation of the Holy Spirit Himself. It's a revelation of God's power and God's kingdom. And and we're not involved in trying to elevate ourselves into a position to where people worship us. I don't want people worshiping me. I don't want people thinking, oh, you mighty holy man of God. Uh, No, 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 no. I want to direct them to the Holy One. Amen. Amen. You know, God's used us in many ways to pray for the sick and pray for people and things have happened. But I don't want anybody. I had one person come to me one time and said, oh, I just want to touch those anointed hands of God. I said, get out of here. I said, you know, I didn't do nothing. It's all what Jesus did 2,000 years ago. And we're just obeying his commands, lay hands on the sick. And believe that that power that He did on the cross is available for us today, and it flows. It'll work for anybody Amen. that believes. Yeah. You don't have to be a big name preacher or anybody else. I'm a big name preacher, Clarence, Richard, Dalrymple You try to spell that out, <laughs> but, but you know you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Amen. But God is a God of order we need to understand, listen, God is not the author of confusion. God's the author of peace. Amen? God is a God of order. He established the laws of nature in this world and universe. Listen, when God slung, he didn't just sling those planets in space. He created them. But he did it with order. There's an order to it. There's an order to all of these things. Actually, when the stars line up in certain ways, things happening in this Earth atmosphere because of the order of God. God is a God of order, and He established the laws of nature in this world, in this universe. It's God's laws. Amen. Winter time comes. Springtime comes. Thaws out the old winter cold, unless you're in the South somewhere and you don't ever get winter. <laughs> I didn't know what cold was until I moved to Massachusetts. Dear me, I didn't know it was going to get that cold. And I mean, that was the first winter. It was a cold winter, that first winter. I didn't have no real, I mean, I had gloves, but nothing for that kind of weather. And I sure didn't have what you're supposed to put under all your clothes, you know. And I had this one guy come up and bring me some. And he said, here, you're going to need this. I said, I don't need that. He said, believe me, you'll need it before it's over with this winter. Boy, was I glad he obeyed God. Because those long johns come in handy. (laughs) Amen. But you know what? The fact is, you know, God has an order to things. And this is his world. And even the most liberal mind and the most atheistic mind has to marvel at the mysteries of God. There's no way they can fathom what God's done. They can't even explain it away. But disorder, this disorder, this how I many knows God is a God of order? But disorder comes when man interferes with God's laws. What we're seeing in our atmospheres and all of this, a lot of this is man-made conditions that's happening, chaotic conditions in the atmosphere due to man-made stuff. They're, they're, they're dabbling into things that God has a divine order for. But it, disorder comes. But God has also established spiritual laws in this world. And in, in, in His Word, there's some spiritual laws. The spiritual laws of God. Uh, There's there's the law of righteousness. There's the law of holiness. There's the law of of just the power of God. You know, God's got his law that he has, and he's established it, and his word, and it will produce the righteous. How many wants the results of the word? Listen, when I pray, I want an answer to prayer. When you pray, when you're sick, you want to be healed. Uh, If you have a need, you want it supplied. Now, am I the only one that feels that way? I I mean, I think we're all human beings. We We all have these special things in our life we need. But we all have these things. But listen, it's the spiritual laws in His Word that's going to produce the righteous results, as we operate in the confines of his word, God will do it. Hey, God will bring you, God will allow us to walk in health. Some of us are already experiencing that. Amen? God wants us to walk in it. God wants us to walk in his divine life. See, we don't have to, listen, when we leave here, we don't have to leave all week. We can leave out of here strong. All we gotta do is shut our eyes and say, (laughs) bye. See you over, see you at the house. Amen? Because the spiritual laws of God are operating. Now, the church is in God's kingdom. We're in the kingdom of God. As I said, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. All of these things are in the kingdom of God. Look at John 15, verse 19. Now look, this is Jesus talking here. He said, if you were in the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you're not of the world, but I chose you out of this world, therefore the world hates you. Hey, you know what? People that's in the world aren't going to love you. Until they get the love of God in them. Now they can respect you. And they can honor you in that sense. But they, they don't necessarily have to love you. <laughs> because that it, it goes against their grain. Because, listen, when a, when a righteous person walks into the presence of those that knows that they should be doing good and they're not doing good. Those that should be living for God, not living for God. All this! I walked in on a group of men one time and, and they didn't know I was showing up. The pastor was showing up. You know, and the, and and it's not that they was doing anything wrong, but is in there with a little foolish jesting and, and a little foolish talk going on, you know. And I walked in and they said, oh, The preacher's here And I looked at him and I said, You know what? You know, you not should shouldn't be so shocked that I'm here, but you need to understand God is here also. <laughs> Jesus is here also. And you know, sometimes we forget God doesn't always manifest himself physically, but he's around us all the time. He's with us. You can't get by with nothing. So don't gossip about me. God'll tell off on you. <laughs> Amen. But listen, Jesus said, The world hates you. Look at what he said in first John in 1st John 5 verse 19. And we know that we are of God and the whole world lies in wickedness. We know that we are of God. But so we're the king we're we're in the kingdom of God tonight. In this earth, we're in the kingdom of God. We're in Aubrey, Texas, but we're in the kingdom of God. We're in Texas, we're in the kingdom of God. Brother Hass and I were talking, we're just thankful we live in Texas and not some of these other places. (laughs) You ought to count yourself privileged to be in Texas. I'll tell you what, there's a lot of people that's leaving some of these states coming to Texas because Texas has got a good reputation. But we've been transferred into the kingdom. Now look what Ephesians 3.12 says. See, before redemption, we were controlled by the world system. Before you got saved, you had no choice. Look what it said. Without Christ, we were without Christ, Ephesians 2, verse 12. Without Christ, we were aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. Now, you know, now this is Paul writing to the church of Ephesus. Ephesus was not Jewish. They were Gentiles. And uh, they, they didn't have the Jewish religion, you know, they, they, they weren't raised as Jews. But he said, you were aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. See, and I, and I tell people all the time, listen, the United States is not the focal point for Bible prophecy. Israel is the focal point for Bible prophecy. It's Israel that's the apple of God's eye. We've been allowed to be adopted into this plan of God. And Paul put it so much better than anybody I've ever known of. When you read the epistles of Paul, he talks about how God's brought us in and grafted us in. See, we think the United States is the Savior of the world. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. We got grafted into the real vine. Now... The Jews rejected the Lord as a whole. They rejected God or Christ and didn't receive him. But you know what? They're going to see him one day. And they're going to receive him someday. And every prophetic thing that's happening with Israel is just pointing to one thing. We're coming to the end of the road. Jesus is coming soon as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And when they see him and every high beholds him, Israel is going to receive him as the Messiah and the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And I'll tell you what, that's going to be a glorious day for Israel. Amen? But you know what? It don't stop because there's many Jews that are born again believers today. What happened to Paul and Paul. Paul was a religious zealot. He was part of the of the of the Jewish mob so to speak, you know. And yet Paul, very learned in the in, in the scribes in the in the writings of of all the prophets and etc. He knew. He knew about Jesus. He knew. In fact, I think that's one of the reasons when he was on the road to Damascus and God knocked him off that horse, he said Lord, what would you have me to do? (laughs) He recognized this was the one that he was persecuting others for. And Paul, of course, you know the story of Paul, the apostle. He became one of the greatest ministers and preachers, but yet one of the most persecuted Christians and one of the most persecuted ministers and people of God that was out teaching the word of the Lord because of who he was and what he used to be, and then what, what God brought him into. Amen? But listen, we were aliens. Ephesians 2.12. Strangers from the covenants of promise. Yeah. See, did you know the blessings you're living under? It was the Jews. <laughs> he said, I'm the Lord. In the Old Testament, I'm the Lord that healeth thee. Isaiah prophesied about Jesus the Messiah. What he would do? He would bring healing by his stripes. We are healed. So they had the truth, but a lot of them did not receive the truth. But a lot of them have received the truth. And you see, it doesn't matter whether they're Jews, Gentiles, Arabs. Listen, there's a lot of Arabs getting visions of Jesus and him personally coming into their rooms, many of them had testimonies of this, where he personally revealed himself. And people, the Arabs are getting born again. Yeah. See, this thing's not just uh, for Texans only. <laughs> it's for everybody. Everybody. I tell you, we got to get rid of this racial prejudice we got to get rid of this prejudice towards any other nationality, any other nation. we got to get rid of it. I want to tell you something because they're God's people. They're God's people. Yes, they Africa is filled with God's people. Yeah. South America is filled with God's people. Even Iran has God's people in it. Yeah. That was an assembly of God pastor in Iran that got arrested. Remember that story here a few years ago? Got arrested and put in prison. And somebody worked some... Magic, (laughs) you know, and uh, diplomacy, and and he got released. But there was much prayer going up for that man and that congregation. India has many, many believers in it. All we hear about India is all the thousands and thousands of gods that they serve. Yeah, but there's a whole lot of them that's coming to the one true God and the Savior Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you, multitudes are coming to the Lord. Multitudes are coming to the Lord. So it, you know, America's not just the privileged nation. We're just one of many nations that can have the privilege of accepting Christ. Hallelujah. And the power of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I had a man ask me one time, he said, would you want this one of this color to come in here and this one of this color to come in? I said, I'd love to have them. Yeah. I'd love to have them. What's color got to do with anything? God looks at the soul, the spirit of man, the spirit of the person. You know, God's colorblind. (laughs) He sees all. All. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I want to tell you something. There's many preachers in these other nations that are out doing many preachers in our nation. As far as preaching the Word and the Gospel and the truth and the revelation truth. And they're seeing miracle after miracle after miracle that we used to see. But we're going to see it again. But you see, the thing is, God God honors faith. God honors faith. And we're in the kingdom of God. Can you say "Man, We were aliens, strangers, and no hope. Without God... In this world, he was telling the people of Ephesus as Paul was. And we walked in verses two and three, Ephesians two, verse two and three, we walked according to the course of this world, yes. fulfilling the desires of the flesh and the mind. That's what we were, that's where we were, but God saw us and brought us into his kingdom. Yes. The kingdom of God. Jesus is Lord. Amen. Amen? Now, we're in God's kingdom. Look at Ephesians 2, verse 19. We're no more strangers. <laughs> and we're no more foreigners. But we're fellow citizens with all the saints and the household of God. Fellow citizens. Glory to God. Fellow citizens. I want to say, did you know, in the many different countries I went to, there was one song that everybody sang the same. Now, they sing other songs in their languages and their dialects and different things. But this one song was the same, whether you were in Africa, India, Indonesia, South America, wherever it might be, Ghana. It was all the same. And it was, Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you know what? That's the same everywhere you go. Whether you're in Africa, wherever you are, that one song is the same and it's the same words coming out of everybody. Hallelujah. <laughs> God's good, isn't he? Look at 1 John 2 verse fifteen, sixteen. 16. See, we're in God's kingdom. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Now we preach this to most people in their worldly in their worldly habits. And that's true too. How many understand what I'm saying? But he said, Do not love this world or the things of this world. In other words, don't get so attached to this world I heard somebody say one time for that. <laughs> they said, I hope the Lord don't come before I'm ninety because I want to live my life in this earth. I want to tell you, heaven's a whole lot better than what we got here. On. Now, I want to live my allotted time on this earth. I want to live my full life. My wife wants me to live my full life. I'm going to pester her till the Lord calls me home, or we go up in the rapture. <laughs> Amen. But listen, do not love the world, nor the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh... The lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Now, you know, you can bring this into many different categories here. Uh, I, I mean, this is where people get off on the habits and, you know, all this stuff. And I believe habits are bad things. Bad habits. Bad habits are bad. But listen, it's, it goes deeper than that. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Listen, you can have lust of eyes, lusty eyes this one preacher was in a conference one time and he said oh pray for me pray for me he said my wife worships her car she worships her car what are you talking about she worships her car worships her car he said yeah we was in the parking garage and somebody bumped into her car and put a big dent in it and she said oh my god and she (laughs) like that was her god Amen. No, cars are just metal. God can replace it. Amen. God can replace it. Now listen, God's God's He has recreated a place for us in the kingdom. Look at Colossians one verse thirteen, chapter one verse thirteen. He has delivered us from the power of darkness. How remembers the night you got delivered? I remember when I got delivered. I remember when I got delivered from uh, from the desires and, and the wants. And I was young, but you know what? Even young children, I was, you know, I was about five or six when I first got saved. And then I, I got prayed through really good when I was about 12. <laughs> but the thing is, we, we, we're delivered from the power of darkness and we're Translated or transferred into the kingdom of his dear son. We are delivered from the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom of his dear son. So we're in the kingdom of God tonight. Amen. Now there's kingdom laws. When you get in the kingdom of God, there's some laws that we have to abide by. I mean, you know, wouldn't it be good if you just get somewhere where there's no laws? What was it? What is it? I don't know if it's Montana or Idaho. It didn't have a speed limit. It was you go as fast as you wanted to go. One of those states up there, no speed limit. Man, most of these people in Denton, they wouldn't know what to do. I mean, they go fast enough now. I mean, I, I try to go the speed limit. Brady and, and Ramona was with us one day and i was, God, I was just trotting down uh 428 here coming in from Denton you know and and I didn't I didn't know I didn't know that the speed limit changed right when you get past that wildcat you know uh, to that wildcat in the road you know <laughs> She said, you, "You're going to pass up that wildcat," and I was looking what wildcat. I don't see no wildcat. We're taking her home, and and she meant Wildcat Road. You know, we need to turn. <laughs> but I'll tell you why. The kingdom has laws. I I got caught. I got caught that day. I didn't know it went from sixty to fifty-five, and then it gets. It goes down to 45. And then before you know it, I mean, you don't go 10 feet, it goes 30. Yeah. That's a speed trap if I ever heard it. We need to have a city council meeting, you know, or something with this. But we turn on the road. I didn't know I was speeding, did I? I, I mean, I was just going right down the road there, just happy as a lark and just laughing and joy, enjoying life. And, and all of a sudden, this little light goes... And I pulled over because I thought they had to go past me to go get whoever they was going after, you know. But he stopped, maybe rolled down my window, and he said, can I see your license? Did you know you were speeding? I said, No, sir. <laughs> I didn't know I was speeding. Well, yeah, you were speeding. He told me where it's, doing. I said, Well, that's a, that is, that, that's a speed trap if I ever saw one, you know. He said, well, I agree. But he said, you know, he said, I'm just going to give you a warning because I know that you didn't mean to do that. I said, I sure didn't, sir. <laughs> now then, I'm, I'm real careful. Those speed traps will get you every time. But listen, there's laws. There's kingdom laws in the kingdom of God. And the world system is controlled by the devil. And he establishes his principles. But God's laws override his rule. God's law is a supreme law. God is in charge. And the kingdom of God is a spiritual kingdom, and it's governed by God's spiritual laws. And as we begin to see this, what is it? It's the law of spirit of life. That's a spiritual law. The law of the spirit of life hath made us free from the law of sin and death. We've been made free from the law of sin and death because of the law of spirit of life. That's the spiritual law. Look at Romans 8, verses 1 and 2. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. See, there's laws... But God's law trumps them all. And he said that we have been made free from the law of sin and death through the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus. That means the devil doesn't have any control over us. I want to tell you something. God has the expiration date on us all. Don't let the devil try to railroad you and lie to you saying, you know, this, 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 this. No, let God, the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus is in us, and therefore his law trumps anything else. Praise God. How many times have doctors said, you don't have very long to live? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And some of them outlived the doctors. <laughs> because the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. Amen. Satan can't hinder or change God's law. At no place in the kingdom. He can't change anything. God's law is it. And, and once, once you, as a believer, puts a spiritual law in motion, yes. Satan cannot alter it. There's certain things that God's got in His Word, and we do it. The devil cannot alter what God's blessings are. Hallelujah! I hope y'all are getting this like I got a hold of it because it excites me, but this is the law of spirit of life, and we determine we determine which which law operates in our body and in our life we we determine that now that doesn't mean we're not going to feel no aches and pains i'm not have me understand what i'm saying we're not we're not declaring that to nobody we're not perfect species of human beings here tonight, but the thing is. But we do know that through the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus, we get a hold of that revelation. And we get a hold of the kingdom of God revelation that we're in the kingdom of God and God rules and reigns in that kingdom. The devil does not have the power and authority over the over God's people and over us as believers. We We are in control because the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus is working mightily in us. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. That makes me want to do a little jig. See, the earth is governed by spiritual, uh, by physical laws, gravity, etc. I mean, as you throw something up, it's going to come down. I mean, that's just the way. If you're on a ladder and you fall, you're going to go down. You're not going to go up, you're going to go down. And it's just the law of gravity that's there. And, and the natural world is governed by these natural laws that are here. But the spirit world is governed by supernatural laws. And we're in the spirit world. We're, we're spirit, soul, and body. Our spirit man should be regulating what the soulish realm is. And the spirit and soul together should be regulating the body. Hallelujah. And, and as we get a hold of this, listen, God can do some great things. Hallelujah. God's law. We determine which law works in our lives. There's a spiritual warfare raging today. There's a spiritual warfare going on right now. Yeah, some of you sense it. Some of you sense it. Uh, when you get up in the morning, sometimes you can sense a spiritual warfare that's, that's raging in the air. But you know what you need to do at that point? Say, devil, back off. You were defeated by the blood of Jesus Christ. And Jesus is Lord when He come up out of that grave. You do not rule and reign. Jesus is Lord over my life. And you're not going to pull me down today. We've got that right. Can you say amen? Amen. And the law we surrender to will determine our destiny. It will determine what's going to happen if we surrender. Listen, when fear, did you know fear is just not real? Now, it's real in the sense that it, it, it hinders, but what do you, fear is, is, really, it's the fear of the unknown. It, it's the fear of something that hasn't even happened sometimes. It's the fear of, well, you know what I'm talking about, you know. It, it, it's not reality. Fear. Job said, the thing that I greatly feared has come upon me. Now, I know God delivered Job, and we know the story of Job. But you know, remember when he went to those friends and they began to talk to him? And one of them said, well, I know this, Job. I know this. I know that. And then Job began to spout off with his mouth. And you begin to read some of those chapters in Job. He he blames God. Puts the blame on God. And you know what the Lord told him? In essence, he said, Job, your words have been stout against me. In fact, God used this young man, after he let all the older men talk, he said, let me talk. And he stood in front of Job and said, Job, your, your words have been stout against God. Yeah. In other words, you should have just shut up, Job. Uh-huh. See, we, we get deeper, we dig our trench deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper with our words. And, blame, and we get in the blame game, blaming God. Listen, don't give the devil credit for anything. And don't say, well, God's working with the devil. No, God's not working with the devil. God God don't have an alliance with the devil. No, sir. God's not in alliance with the devil. I mean, that's the most, you know, that's, that's ridiculous. Because the devil is out to kill you. God's out to bring life. God's out to bless you. The devil's out to curse you. God's out to bring health, and the devil's out to bring sickness. Now don't shout me down because I'm doing so good. Look at Romans 5, verses 12, 13. Therefore, just as sin, or through one man, sin, entered into the world, and death through sin... And thus death spread to all men, because all sin, for until the, law of the, uh, until the law of sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Now, sin is missing the mark. Sin is not doing what God said to do. It's a definite act of rebellion against God. It's a governing principle of power in our life. Sin will control you. Sin, S-I-N, take I out and you don't have no sin. Amen? Sin is a big, listen, you, we're, we're in charge. We've been delivered. Everybody say I've been delivered from the power of darkness and transferred or translated into the kingdom of his dear son. Therefore, Satan has no legal authority in our lives whatsoever. And we gotta quit giving him credit. Hallelujah. Woo. Somebody said, Brother Clarence, you're getting too hard on me now. <laughs> but the law of spirit and life. Life is Zoe. Zoe means the life of God. The word, it's a Greek word for life. Uh, the life of God. Zoe. We have the Zoe of God. It's a quickening power that's in us. It's the quickening power of God. First Corinthians 15, verse 45. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam, talking about Jesus was made a quickening spirit. The first Adam was made a living soul, but he fell. But the second Adam, or the last Adam, was made a quickening spirit. And so we have the quickening spirit of God in us. The law of sin and death produces what? Failure, poverty, sickness, death. That's what the law of sin and death produces. Look at Romans eight verse eight they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Hebrews eleven six, Paul said, Without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that comes to God must believe that he is, he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So the law of spirit of life produces what? Abundant life. God wants us to have abundant life and more abundantly. Have that life and more abundantly. It, it produces health. did you know the, the word of God is health to all our flesh? the word the word is health to our flesh. God brings prosperity or God brings blessings and God God meets our needs and supplies all of our needs and that, you know some people get afraid of that word prosperity I don't want to oh dear did you know job in the end? Yeah. the Bible said he was richer in the end than he was in the beginning. God restores God's on our side Well, the law of spirit of life Now, the spiritual law of God It's controlled Uh, And and I'm going to get through here real quickly Here, The spirit world is controlled by the word of God The word of God The natural world is controlled by man Speaking God's word In other words, your situation Is controlled by your words We're in this natural world, but the devil uses these things in the natural to come in and bring fear and doubt and unbelief and heartache in our lives and worry and fret and all these things. But you know what happens is the the spirit world is controlled by the Word of God and the flesh world or the natural world is controlled by you and me speaking God's Word. He put us in this earth. Therefore, I can speak the words of life in my situation, and God can do something. Hallelujah! I, there was one person, uh, one lady in the church, and boy, she just she she believed God for anything. People ridiculed her, you know. <laughs> that, that crazy woman, she's at it again, you know. <laughs> And they went up to her and they said, Sister, I guess if God told you to run through a brick wall, I guess you would do it. She said, Yes, sir. If God told me to do it, it would be my business and my obedience to Him to obey Him and run towards that brick wall. And when I get there, it's up to God to make a hole there when I get there. Yeah. Hallelujah. We've got to get bold. I said, we need to get bold in our faith. Bold in our faith. But the spirit world is controlled by the word and your world is controlled by you speaking the word of God. Listen. What did, what did, what did Adam do the first thing that came out of his mouth? God said, now what in the world happened, Adam? I gave you control and charge over this whole planet. And that devil, the Lucifer, he's the one that kind of rebelled in heaven, but he has no right, and yet you listen to him. Now, what caused you to do this? Well, he said the woman. That's what <laughs> that woman made me do it. Well, you know, they were both of the same caliber because they both had the same God, the same Creator. The same power was available to both of them, and yet they believed a lie from the enemy. They believed lying vanities, and by doing that they forsook their own mercy. And they believed what the devil said rather than what God said. The devil said you're going to die, and God said, No, you're going to live, but you're going to die if you do what He says to do. And that's what happened. And it took so long. They they didn't even know how to die. It took them a long time to die. Hundreds of years. You look at the genealogy of some of those people in the Old Testament after after the fall of Adam and Eve. The genealogy. Noah. Seth. Methuselah. I I mean, you know why? Because their body wasn't created to die. It was created to live. And they had to learn how to die. Now, i got to get off on something else here. Amen? Or oh me. But the natural world is controlled by our mouth. What did Jesus do? He rebuked the storm with his words. What did Jesus do at the tomb of Lazarus? He called forth Lazarus out of that grave. Words. See, God's word that's conceived in your heart. And formed by your tongue, and spoken out of your mouth, becomes a spiritual force releasing the ability of God in you and for you. When we begin to speak the word of God, Hallelujah! Have you ever seen miracles take place? I've seen an evangelist, Jack Cole. Oh, dear Lord! I tell you what—that man—I was just the kid on the front row. And I tell you what, i seen one guy, had he had a big old tumor in his stomach or something. I mean, he, he just buzzed out. Jack Cole just, boom, buried his fist in there and got it out. He had to bring his pants up. I mean, that thing gone just like that. He was bold. I saw, one night he slapped a cancer off a person's face. Big old knot here. Pulled it off, big hole there, and it healed up right behind it. My mother had a big old garter in her throat, and she got in that prayer line, and he was hitting people in the stomach and slapping them in the face, and and she was about, she was looking for an exit, you know, but she was trapped, and she stood in front of Brother Jack Cole, and Jack Cole says, one of you ladies get me one of those compact mirrors out of your purse. They brought one up to him. He said, the lady, talking to my mama, he said, I want you to look in this mirror like you do every morning and stretch your neck like you do every morning and look at that garter that's there. And she said, okay. And she stretched it. He said, is it there? She He said, "She said, yes, it's still there. She, she said, I feel it. It's there. I see it. He said, okay. Put that mirror down. He said, now swallow in the name of Jesus. She swallowed That thing disappeared just like that. My mother came out of that thing. She said, Pete, it's gone. It's gone. And it was. Because a miracle took place. But what was it? It was words of life. Jack Cole was speaking words of life. My mother had to receive the words of life in order to see what God would do for her. But listen, God's Word conceived in your heart and formed by your tongue, spoken out of your mouth, becomes a spiritual force releasing the ability of God inside you. Yeah. We, we, we've got to get a hold. Listen, somebody said, you know, the Word, the Word, listen, I'm not talking about somebody just reading a few verses of scripture. I'm talking about somebody exhorting and teaching and expounding on what the Word is. The Word is life. The Word is spirit. The Word is faith. The Word is miracles. The Word is health. The Word is everything we need it to be if we'll just let the Word of God come alive in our hearts. Amen? And look at 2 Corinthians 4.13. Since we have the same spirit of faith, have I got the same spirit of faith? According to it, as it is written, I believed, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. We have to believe and speak. Satan cannot hinder or change God's laws. Can y'all see, y'all still seeing this tonight? Satan can't hinder it. Satan can all operate in the natural realm with circumstance. He can, did you, listen, the devil can only operate in the natural realm with circumstances and with fear. Fear. Did you know what fortune tellers do? They bring fear. Oh, yeah. They bring fear when they talk. They bring fear. And people believe those things that said, and fear grips their heart, and it causes those things to happen. But you see, when you get a hold of the Word, speak the Word. Yeah. And you're going to still have some people say, now, now, Brother Clarence, you know, that's kind of getting far out there a little bit out in left field, you know. Now, you know that, that uh, we just can't, that was Bible days. We're still in Bible days. We're in Bible days till the trumpet sounds. (laughs) Praise God. (laughs) Victory's ours. Can you say amen? But the law of spirit of life is operated by our tongue. Everybody say my tongue. We have the same spirit of faith. How many's got the same spirit of faith? I believe, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore spoke. Hebrews eleven one through 3 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. By faith, and, and, and for by it, the elders obtain a good report. By faith we understand that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Hallelujah. Faith. Everybody say faith. faith. Jesus said, Mark 11, 23. Have faith in God. <laughs> I said that to people in prayer line. Have faith in God. Well, Brother Clarence, you don't understand what I've been going through. And, I, and God just say, "Say it again. Have faith in God. Have faith in. Don't have faith in nothing else but what God says." And, and and faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain a good report. By faith we understand that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Can you say amen? No. Jesus said unto them in Mark 11, 22, verse 23, He said, Have faith in God. The original translation says, Have the faith of God. Have the God kind of faith, in other words. How many does God wants us to be imitators of Him? Hello. We're to be imitators of God. Have the God kind of faith. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and cast in the sea, does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things that he says. (laughs) The things he says will be done, and he will have whatever he says. Proverbs 16, uh, verse 18 through 24, or verse 18 and 24 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Proverbs 6, two says, you are snared by the words of your mouth. We're, we're entrapped by our own words and by our own fears. And there's three keys. I want to just give this briefly real quick. Three keys to operate in the kingdom to produce life. And uh, he said, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom, Matthew sixteen nineteen. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. Listen, keys symbolize authority. He said, Fear not. In verse Revelation 1, 17, 18, fear not, I'm the first and the last. I'm he that lives and was dead, and behold, I'm alive forevermore, and have the keys of death and hell in my hands. Authority has been given to the believers. There's three keys to your victory tonight. Number one, prayer. Prayer. Prayer is your direct line with God. Prayer is your communication line. Satan cannot hinder <laughs> Because the Holy Ghost makes intercession for us, according to the will of God. And the devil can't stop that, and he can't stop the will of God in our lives if we're praying in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah! Glory to God! Somebody said, well, what's all this tongue stuff for? It's more than just jabbering. You're praying the will of God when you're praying in the Spirit. And as you pray in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit knows the will of God, and he prays it through us. He helps our weaknesses, our infirmities, and we don't know what we should pray. How many what you don't know how to pray sometimes? Pray in the Holy Ghost. Amen? You pray in the Holy Ghost. Sometimes you pray in the Holy Ghost, and God does something, and you say, Well, I didn't expect that. No, because if you'd expected, it, you'd probably hindered it, you know. (laughs) God does it. And so, he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. That's what the Word says about it. Amen. Thank God we have what God says we have. We can do what God says we can do. I am what God says I am. And you are too. And praying in the Holy Ghost builds up your faith. Jude, verse 20 says, But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith... Praying in the Holy Ghost. We need to pray in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Pray in the Spirit. We need to spend as much time praying in the Spirit as we do eating three meals a day. <laughs> oh, I must have hit a bad spot there. But prayer. Praise. Praise. We need to Praise. Praise strengthens your prayers. Praise makes room for the presence of God. Why? Because thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. God inhabits our praises as we're praising Him. Can you say Amen? Jehoshaphat and Judas, Second Chronicles, verse chapter twenty. You know they had to get out there. What did he do? Send out his praisers before them, and they praised the Lord. God gave them the victory with all the praisers out in front. Listen. Why do we encourage you to praise God out loud here? Because the presence of God is manifested as we praise God. And the devil doesn't have no room to operate when there's praisers out here praising the Lord and it causes confusion in his camp. Praise God. Because God is wanting us to realize praise is important. Can you say amen? I've had I've seen miracles. Lady was healed of a blind eye as we were just praising God. Nobody laid hands on her. As we were praising the Lord, God healed her. Lady in my my uncle's tent meeting had a withered hand, and he didn't even go lay hands on her. He just got her to praise in the lord just praise God, sister. Just start praising God, and all of a sudden that hand just kind of straightens out like that. And before long, she's jumping up and down praising God. Her hand is totally healed because God's power is in praise. Praise, praise is important. Jehoshaphat and Judah prayer was made, and then God said, "Get your praisers out there, buddy. <laughs> Get your praisers out." I'll tell you what. You know what? We we got people up here on the platform. They're not up here to look pretty. We want them to look pretty. We don't want you to be ugly. We want you to look pretty. But you know what? We're praisers. We're praisers. We're we're to set a atmosphere. Set an atmosphere, and you know you're going to be surprised when you get involved in the worship, not singing worship. We're not just singing songs, we're worshiping the Lord and we're praising God. And as you do that, others are going to get involved and you know what God's going to do? God's going to manifest his power and his might and the spirit of God's going to move and the law of spirit of life's going to work. Hallelujah! Yes. Miracles can happen while we're singing. Amen. Amen. People can get saved while we're up here praising the Lord and worshiping God. Well, I want to read this one last verse. Psalms 103, verse 1 through 5. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Benefits. Some of us need to just push aside all of our tradition and just get out there and just kind of, whew, excuse me, I'm having a benefit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, there's nothing wrong with having a benefit. There's nothing wrong with praising God. There's nothing wrong with manifestation of what's in your heart and glorifying the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. You were birthed in that kind of praise. This church was birthed in that kind of praise. And what God wants to do is resurrect that praise on the inside of us again and let us begin to see what God's going to do because there's nothing Nothing that God can't do. Nothing's impossible with the Lord. And what, what we have to do is get involved with Him and get this law of Spirit of life operating and get the laws of the kingdom of God operating in our spirits and in our praise and in our worship. And if we do that, we're going to see God do some things. Hallelujah! Glory to God! Woo! Somebody said, boy, Brother Clarence wouldn't preach so long. Well, you know what? If we get to praise him more, we wouldn't have to preach so hard. <laughs> Isn't God good? Do you love him tonight? Still love the pastor? (laughs) Let's stand to our feet tonight and worship him for just a moment. Thank God. Father, we just praise you. We just glorify your name. We glorify your name because your word is truth. God, your word is truth. Your word prevails. Your word prevails. Praise God. And I'll tell you what. What we have to do is just start saying, Lord, I'm going to praise you in spite of it all. And as we're leaving tonight, why don't we just do that? Well, let's just praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let all of God's people praise the Lord. Lift up those holy hands. Shake off those heavy bands. Let all of God's people praise the Lord. One more time. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let all of God's people praise the Lord. Lift up those holy hands. Shake off those heavy bands. Let all of God's people praise the Lord. Well, give the Lord a hand. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you all for being so attentive. Hey, Amen. See y'all Sunday. <laughs>